Welcome to the 2021 version of the the untold, untold hour. hour. Happy 2021. New Year. Happy holidays. Woohoo! I just burped. Happy New Year. Oh, uh, I know things yeah, don't right? necessarily <laughs> things won't necessarily be any different, but it still feels better to just be moving into a new year i think that they are going to be different i i gotta say like actually hearing people be like well you guys don't it's not gonna be different so why are you celebrating i'm like no it's that it's not 2020 we're um and we're on the flip side of uh we're i shouldn't say the flip side but we're moving towards solutions that we didn't have before across the board in a lot of different fields so yeah i feel we've like made it past the hump does that mean we right. still need to be patient? Of course. Does that mean we need to be void of hope like we were last year? Absolutely not. You know, so. Right. I'm kind of into Vaccines, it. Vaccines, a new president. The whole thing. Everything's new. I'm all about yeah. everything is just new. Um, um, I'm actually going through and changing up a bunch of old habits. Not even, they're not even like resolutions. They're just like, I've reached my limit of I'm tired of the bullshit So I'm like going through and like just, you know, everything from like cleaning my house top to bottom, getting rid of clothes and donating clothes that I don't wear anymore. Um, You know, just like that cleaning out like social media stuff. Yeah. Getting rid of like a lot of just extra garbage that I just don't need or want or care about anymore. So um, yeah. that, I guess, is kind of a resolution, but I feel like I had hit my limit anyway, so it just happened to occur at the same time that 2021 was was occurring. So we'll see. We'll see how long uh, I can pull that yeah. off for. Because I'm, I'm honestly, I'm like, I've really, I've like, I'm at my capacity for um, all the BS. Yeah. And I think as humans, we delineate, obviously, obviously we delineate time. We mark time by saying it's a new year. It's a new this. But I also think it's important to just mark it personally and say, yeah, these things are going to change in this time. And uh, I mean, it yeah. works. I I went off coffee. I've been off coffee for a month now. Well, I'm that's in my, I'm in really my fourth poor week. choice, in my opinion. But, you know, <laughs> it's your life. <laughs> I had to do it. And I'm in week uh, four, and it helped by thinking of it as well going into the new year. Mm-hmm. This is one thing I'm going to change, you know, and it helps. It helps to think about. I got it started right before the new year, so that I could bring the the uh, momentum into the new year of already being off of it for two weeks. So oh, that's great. Well, I know yeah. that that stuff was causing you a lot of problems, so I'm glad yeah. that on that perspective, you you've got it under control. I just myself exactly. yeah. love coffee so much. I although it was really interesting. Like when I was pregnant and I had to go off caffeine, I went to decaf because I realized and I think we talked about this last time. Like it was just the ritual. And so that's yeah. kind of all I really wanted. It wasn't really the coffee. 
I don't know. It's weird. Weird how your body kind of just plays these little tricks on you. Speaking of tricks, I feel like that's a good segue into weird of the week. Weird of the week. I just feel like at the end of the year, you uh, there's always a big like last minute year end rush for all the weird shit to finally like hit the ceiling. So I want to hear what we're what we've got. <laughs> Yeah, there. Although I keep, I I agree, but a lot of the things I found this week were just like animal anomalies. I kept finding like nine-legged octopus or uh, a giraffe that almost grew a second head. I don't know what it what was. I was fuck? I was stuck in a in a weird animal rut. But I did find some interesting things. But I think the most interesting thing is that we have a weird of the week coming from inside the house, mm-hmm. as it were. There's a there's a weird of the week from our very own Aristotle. I think we should start with him. Absolutely. Aristotle, tell us what is going on. All right. Uh, It was uh, it. It's funny to explain. There's some backstory that I won't get into, but uh, I've been doing a lot of walking because, uh, you know, started this year almost immediately in a tough spot. Rough spot. We can talk about it later. Uh, so we're doing a lot of walking. Decided what is that to... about? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a heartbreaky, heartbreaky. But oh, um, okay. oh god. Okay, never mind. I'm... We went to. Uh, I went to the Arroyo Seco Path. Mm-hmm. If you're in Los Angeles, you may know it. It's by Pasadena. It's right down the river from the Devil's Gate. So this kind of makes sense. Uh, I'd walked it before. And it's a running path with side paths that are a little more foresty. Uh, and so I usually like to take those. And on one of those side paths, there's a slightly smaller side path that I saw <laughs> out of my peripheral with a bench that I had no plans to go to. But I, as I looked at it, I said out loud to myself, mm. what an inviting bench. Like I... I'm just going to go sit on it because what a great, <laughs> it just, it just seemed like it felt like I had to. And yeah. as I approached it, I found a Ouija board on the bench. Oh it, my God. I, it, I was so excited. I, it, it's so funny to me. And of course I didn't touch it. I took pictures and video of it um, and then just walked away. Cause I was like, there's no, I, I did sit for a little bit, and I was like, nah, I got I to gotta get out of here. Well, when Bowser we were... and I went down there, when we were shooting our show, we actually found pieces of a Ouija board. Remember? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So people are still trying to summon shit around that dam, for sure. Yeah. I kind of figured it was the place to do it, but to leave it there, mm-hmm. it's like something, uh, what happened here? <laughs> If we were watching a horror movie and somebody said to themselves, that looks like an inviting bench, and then walked over to it, we'd be like, nobody would say that. No. Yeah, <laughs> and I, then be I, surprised by a Ouija board. There's no reason for me to say it, but I was just trying to like put myself in a lighter, funnier mood. And so I, yeah. I, I was just kind of trying to be whimsical to myself. And little did I know what I was doing. Well, that is an yeah, excellent. That's great. That's an excellent adventure. All right, I don't mean to rush us along, but I my okay. So we got to cover a couple things. Uh, we obviously got to do weird of the week, but I should have started off with this: is that um, 
for those of you who are listening to the podcast and heard about the poll, whether you voted or not, poll is obviously now closed. And the chosen topic of this month is celebrity ghost stories. It was a close call between scary video game locations in real life, but uh, celebrity ghost stories went out. So we'll do this one next or this month. Um, And I've got a really, really good story that I got to get to. And I know Bowser, you got to leave in like 45 minutes. So why don't you uh, get with yeah. the week and then we'll move the weird, it on. Yeah, the weird of the weeks can kind of almost be headlines because there's not much to unpack. But I did think this first one was interesting because it's something that I imagine we all remember happening in 2009. The Balloon Boy hoax. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember this this weather balloon supposedly lifted up off of uh off of the ground in oh, these the people's parents. yard. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah, and the parents said that our child, six years old at the time, was in the balloon. Mm-hmm. And so it you know, I mean, the National Guard sent out helicopters, like the airport was closed. There was so much around getting this balloon back and getting that boy back safely. And then once the balloon landed, the boy wasn't in there. He mm-hmm. was hiding in the attic the entire time. And weren't the parents uh, in on it? Yes. And one thing that I did not understand back then and still don't know now is why they did that. And in and in the article, anyway, the, the update is that they were pardoned. Um, like literally just now in in uh in 2020 at the end of December they were pardoned um and so they won't be they had to do some like public service and stuff but there's no there's not going to be any permanent criminal record for them but i just i don't understand what their end game was to begin with um i don't know i yeah, think they said I, there they were wanted rumors to try at the time grab a reality show yeah there were rumors at the time because it was around uh um they had been on wife swap. I remember that. And I remember that there were just rumors that they were just trying to stay in the public eye in any capacity and then spin that into a reality show. But what's the reality show in our what our, our son got taken by away by a balloon? Like uh, it's just I don't know what the show is there. But yeah, that's what I remember hearing too that they were just like hungry for attention. Anyway, they've yeah. been pardoned. Um, All right. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I don't really have any feelings yeah. about it. I, guess, I don't. Yeah, whatever. It's like, yeah, I find it not shocking. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Their 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 uh, attorney said the balloonacy is over. Oh, and my I'm like, God. get the fuck out of here, leave, dude. Leave the courtroom, sir. You yeah. are an embarrassment to you, to your clients and yourself. Yeah. The- the balloonacy was started by your client. Like, yeah. don't act like we're the world is overreacting and 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 <laughs> yeah. try to downplay it by like this balloonacy is over finally. Okay, they shouldn't have fucking done a balloon themed hoax. God damn it. Anyway, uh, the other headline. <laughs> there's not much to unpack here either, but it has to be mentioned. And I know you don't want to hear it. There was another monolith sighted. Ah, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, but, you're right. But here's the twist, which makes it okay. Wasn't it made out it of was, gingerbread? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was made of gingerbread. Dope. Yeah, I like that one. So that's fine. Somebody decided to do it as almost like a button to this whole thing. Yeah. 
I like that. Of like, uh, hey, it's Christmas week. Here's a monolith made of gingerbread. <laughs> um, and it, it was a nice little capper to that whole yeah. run of nonsense. And now the other thing, this will only work if we also post this to our Facebook group or tweet it. But That's fine because I actually, in my story, I have a video that I have to post to our Facebook group. So I'll okay. include this as just make sure and send me the link. There is a, 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 Scientolo- a Scientologist, Jesus Christ, a scientist. No, no, they don't believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, a scientist wrote an article about the the hunting habits of octopuses, octopuses, octopi. Octopi. Octopi and fishes and how they sometimes work together. But they also discovered that octopi like to punch the fishes yeah, every I, once in a while. Did you see this? just read that, no joke, three minutes before I, I signed on to our, our channel. That's so funny. And I was like, and, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read the, the blurb and I was like, oh, not as interesting. I'm not going to include it in Weird of the Week. But then when I watched the video, I was like, nah, this should be in Weird of the Week. Because the octopus is literally just like rolling around going, psh, psh. Just punching fish seemingly at random. They're not even in his way. He's like punching some fish that are over here. He's just being a dick. I love it. Uh, so I the, come to the realization that octopi are oddly smart. I didn't realize yeah. how intelligent they were until I've started seeing these videos where like divers make friends with them and they get pissed at fishes. <laughs> Like, well, right. Did you watch that documentary? I, I didn't watch it, but everybody was talking it. about that documentary. I didn't watch it, but I watched clips of it, like the highlights, because honestly, that's the only thing I cared about was like, I want to watch this octopus be friendly. Like, I don't really want to hear yeah. anything else about it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I kind of yeah. just like gathered that information through, you know, Internet and pop culture osmosis. And uh, and, and, and thus, yep. that's why I know about it. But that's about my extent. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I just kind of got my octopus teacher from Osmosis. Somebody told me it was great and that there were a lot of life lessons in it. And I was like, okay. And then I never watched it. Yeah. It's like how I know about what's going on with the Kardashians. It's just in the ether and somehow I find out about it. But I don't actively search it out. Yeah. Or like the Hilaria Baldwin thing. I haven't read anything about it, but I kind of know what's happening. I actually don't know anything about that. Yeah. Tell Uh, Tell me when we're done. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell I have you when no we're done. Clue. Well, I am actually going to time travel us uh, okay. back to the '60s and '70s to talk about this particular celebrity ghost story that I've been sitting on, I guess, for quite a while because I heard about it through an Audible. Book that I own, Audible, please sponsor us. I'm like, my God, yeah. how much do I have to spend on you to get you to sponsor us? Um, huh? God, I mean, every night, man, it's like I'm dropping 30, 20 bucks. So, like, you think they would just, like, sponsor us? Yeah. Needless to say, for the kids listening to this podcast that don't know, we're going to talk about Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas was a mm-hmm. uh, actor back in the 60s and 70s who became who did a bunch of stuff, but he really became known for having a, an attractively uh, attractive bald head, um, for having <laughs> yeah. a really awesome deep voice, and uh, and for playing a character 
in a crime drama TV show called Kojak, which ran from yeah. 1973 to 1978. Oh, and he also, I almost dropped the ball on this one. He was also one of the James Bond's villains. Uh, he was Ernest Stavro, or Ernst Stavro, shit, I can't even read my own writing. Blofeld, I think is what I wrote, in uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. So yeah, that's the guy you're going to want to research when you hear about this. Um, so I first heard this ghost story, like I said before, from the Audible book. The book is called Strange Mysteries by Tom Slemon. And if you guys hmm. want to go and pick up the book, it's very entertaining. Uh, after researching this story, I don't know how much of it is legit. But uh, it's it's super it's super fun to listen to and or read. And if you want the Telly Savalas story specifically, it's chapter thirteen. So just wow. for your own information. So here's his story. So this was you were already reading this uh, uh, prior to our poll. Yes, prior to the poll, yeah. I already knew about this. I knew about this story like two or three years ago. For some reason, I know a lot of celebrity ghost stories. I like I know that Joan Rivers was on my celebrity ghost story talking about a yeah. ghost that haunted one of her old New York apartments. And for some reason, remember when it was rumored for a while that, um, oh, what was her name? Oh, she's really, uh, she was in Transformers. Megan Fox uh, was going Megan to host Fox? a Bigfoot show. Yeah. Remember that? I don't know how I get this information. I guess because this is kind of the waters I swim in now, and it just kind of occurs. But anyway, back to uh, Telly Savalas' story. The ghost story I'm first going to read you is from the book that I originally heard it from. Mm -hmm. And then I've got like a part two that I want to talk to you guys about afterwards. Also, pardon any of the crazy background noise my kid's going nuts in the background. So just after 3 a.m. on February 27th, 1957, Savalas was driving home from his cousin's house in Long Island, New York. Um, this was before he really hit it big, is from what I'm gathering from the story. So uh -huh. he doesn't have, you know, nobody really knows him. Nobody recognizes him. He doesn't have a ton of money. About halfway through his ride home, Savalas heard the engine on his car give out and realized that he forgot to fill up the tank. And so he's out of gas. So he's just uh -huh. aft because he's out in the middle of kind of nowhere. Or at least that's what the story kind of implies. He then ditches his car and walked through a pretty significant rainstorm. I don't know what that has to do with anything other than the fact that it is the um, it is the driving force as far as why. I guess I'm giving a little bit of the story away, but why he gets into this stranger's car. Okay. So he's in this big rainstorm at 3 a.m. on some abandoned street coming back from New York on his way to Long Island. His car is out of gas and he's kind of screwed. So he gets out of the car and he starts walking to try and find help because he can see this glowing neon sign in the distance from this 24-hour diner. So he uh -huh. heads over there and one of the workers that's working the counter basically takes him outside, points to this little lane that's down around the corner and says, you need to walk down that lane and in a, then you'll run into a um, freeway, take a ride on the freeway, and then you're a couple yards away from a gas station and they'll be able to help you out. So he's like, thanks, cool. And he starts walking down this like little side street. And the side street's like a wooded area. It's not like, um, it's not in the woods, but it's not like, a popular, well-driven road. He's essentially like completely alone in the dark yeah. through the woods, kind of on his way to get to this freeway. <clears throat> 
So he's starting down this path that the diner worker suggested, and he's about halfway down the lane when he kind of gets this vibe that somebody's following him, and he kind of hears a noise behind him, like something's coming. It's not obvious, but, you know, it's weird. So he turns around, and he sees that the noise is actually coming from a black Cadillac that's creeping down the road super slow and with its lights turned off. So he's like, what the Mm. F is this? Uh, Cadillac pulls up next to him and the driver rolls down the window and asks, do you want a lift? And apparently he asked this in a really high voice, like, do you want a lift? And he's oh, like, what? what? Yeah. They make a point of this high voice, which in the book doesn't huh. make sense. But then part two, you understand. It's weird. I'll, you'll get okay. it. Get a hold, hold tight. So he asks, the, you know, the driver asks Savalas, do you want to lift? And, and Savalas is like, obviously apprehensive because you're, you're going to just accept a ride from some random stranger that's driving like a creep down the side street yeah. and has this weird voice. But then he's, yeah. but apparently he gets over this fear partly because it's raining cats and dogs and he wants to get out of the rain uh-huh. and he just wants to get this done and it's three in the morning and F life. But then also because, um, at least in the book, he mentions that he got this really kind of calming feeling from the guy in the car and that he just seemed like really above board, really nice. And so he was going to roll the dice on this dude and he was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come hmm. in the car. Thank you for, for being nice. And he just felt that the guy was very trustworthy. Yeah. So um, so Telly sits down in the front passenger side, and the driver then asks him, like, where would you like to go? <laughs> I guess. And Savalas tells him about the gas station that's, like, right around the corner, not too far away. And Wait, that he can ran I ask you a gas. quick question? Yeah, absolutely. Are you listening to this on audiobook so you're hearing somebody do the voice, or you're just reading this? I'm listening to this Oh, on... you're listening to it because well, it's I'm audible. I'm listening to it on the audible but yeah. in the Audible, they don't make the voice sound effect. Okay. In the okay. part two thing that I'm going to mention, which is a video at the end of this conversation, gotcha. they do the voice sound effect. And so that's why I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. So Savala sits in the front passenger seat. Driver asks him, where do you want to go? And Savalas basically tells him that he's looking to head to the gas station, that the that this guy had pointed out, that he ran out of gas, blah, 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 blah. Repeats the directions that the guy from the diner gave him, and the dude starts driving. So it gets kind of weird, though. It becomes awkward. It gets awkward really fast. And because the driver's not talking at all, like after those initial questions, there's no more conversation in the car. And the vibe just starts to get a little weird. So Savalas tries to kind of break the ice a little bit and like relieve that weird, awkward, socially awkward tension by, um, asking him like asking the drivers driver questions and the driver uh-huh. is apparently just sitting staring out over the wheel out on the road huh. with like like not blinking and like a totally blank face like he's just like zoned out right like just huh. not with it so like i said before savalas is trying to break through this like awkwardness and he starts asking the driver like where are you headed or what are you doing out this late at night um and in particular, because he notices that the guy looks not weird, but for 3 a.m. a little weird. Like he's in a full yeah. tuxedo. He's got his hair all slicked back in a nice like 
comb brush over like not brush over but like you know like slicked back hairdo kind of thing he's got this really like like super thin mustache and he's just like totally decked out so Savalas is obviously like where are you coming from or where are you going and Uh uh, the driver responds uh, with the sentence I'm going to the crossroads to meet my destiny which is like dude jump out of the oh, car right no. now but he sticks with yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah he sticks with it like get the fuck out of the car it's like hey you're walking down a path and you say think to yourself wow that's a really comfortable looking bench maybe i should go sit on it and yeah. then you see the ouija board and then it's like you gotta ditch out we all know how this story yeah. ends but savala sticks with it and just replies to the guy with like oh <laughs> To this weird, odd response. And then the con- two of them continue on their way without any more conversation. And I don't think they're in the <laughs> car that long because he's pretty close to where he needs to be. But it's still like uh-huh. when you're in those awkward, like socially weird situations, those little minutes take forever. I mean, having an uncomfortable ride in an Uber is right? hell. Oh, my God. When, yeah. Uh, I've had Uber drivers say weird things. I a weird shit happened at Target the other day where I was sitting there trying to buy like bedding because I it's a whole thing but I was trying to buy this new bedding and this girl comes over bless her soul she was obviously just trying to be nice but I'm so not used to that that she was yeah. like just she's like yeah I just came like just out of the blue like how are you doing I just came over to look at these bedspreads but they're on sale but they're a little expensive what do you do for a living and I'm like oh what the fuck are you talking to yeah. me before I didn't know how to handle it I just yeah. like kind of ran away and I was like oh well have a nice day bye I, yeah and then I felt bad because I was like oh Jessica you're so rude but I also was like what the like I don't know how to handle these kind of confrontations I'd be weirded out too like honest to god if I don't have a script I don't know how to be social <laughs> right like it, right. i don't i can't do it anyway so uh so they continue on their journey neither of them are talking to each other they get to the gas station that savalas needed to get to he pops out and he like tries to thank the guy uh so before he closes the door and walks away to the garage he offers the guy he well he wants to offer the guy a few bucks for his trouble mm-hmm. you know like here's like five dollars you know and keep in mind this is like 70s or well, actually no this is 50s this was before he made it big so this is like right. mid 50s late 50s so you know like a couple bucks for gas is like a big like that's a lot totally so he's trying to offer this dude some money and he realizes as he goes to get his wallet that he actually left his wallet at his cousin's place and so he's totally embarrassed and so he asks the driver instead and you know the driver's like don't worry about it, don't worry about it but he, he pushes on it because he's like no i gotta do this. This is the right thing to do. You really went out of your way for me. And he pushes the guy to give him his address and um, name so that he can send him money through the mail. He's like, let me just wow. at least send you wow. a couple bucks. Yeah. And the guy's like really weird. Of course, like nor, nor anybody would be this way. The guy's like really hesitant to give him any of this personal information. But eventually, you know, Savalas convinces him the dude, the driver, like, you know, is like, all right, fine. Here's my address. Here's a phone number. Here's my name. And to be honest, that wasn't that strange back then. Even when I was a like kid, I remember giving, not, you know, as a kid giving my address, but I remember like my parents exchanging addresses to have something shipped back to them or even money that's like, oh, let me pay you back. Yeah. I'll send you a check. 
you know, that's how you got stuff done. Yeah, no, and exactly. That's like back, yeah, back in the 50s, definitely. Like, I mean, I remember yeah. that even when I was a kid in the 80s. Like, that's just, yeah. you know, you had 20 million friends' phone numbers memorized. and Totally. Now I can't even remember my own, barely. But anyway, <laughs> so he eventually convinces the driver to give him his personal information so he can send him this money um and and say thanks and uh and uh obviously the driver seems a little hesitant and nervous at first but finally folds and gives savalas the the name and number and all that stuff and the guy's name is harry agnes um and he has a manhattan address and uh, so savalas writes it down on this little piece of notepaper that he has sticks it in his pocket and like runs towards the garage because it's still raining and as he gets to the garage and tells them their story and he turns around to give one final wave goodbye to this driver the Cadillac is already gone and he didn't even hear Uh it pull out right like it's just disappeared it's like one of those typical stories so a few days later he lands a roll on the twilight zone this is all the book. Yeah. So apparently a few days later after this all occurs or maybe a week or so goes by, he ends up landing a role in the Twilight Zone. And as he's like going through his stuff and his wardrobe and whatever, I don't know what he's pre- preparing for. He ends up finding the note which he had written the driver's information down on. So he calls mm-hmm. that number first to try and give this dude the heads up like hey sorry it took me so long i just found your number again in my pocket i'm going to be sending some money your way um so expect it in the mail in a couple days kind of thing and he calls and the line's busy the first time so he hangs up he waits a couple more minutes and he tries again a second time and a woman answers the phone and he asks for harry agnes and he's like and the woman goes kind of like berserk a little bit on the other end. And she's like, um, she's super upset. And she's asking if this is some kind of like sick joke. And what, what are you do Like, what the hell are you doing? And why are you calling me? Yeah. And like Savalas, who's obviously confused at this point, assumes that the woman who is currently now at this point crying. So the woman starts like getting really angry at first and confronts Savalas. Like, what are you trying to pull? Savalas is, is uh, I don't want to say playing dumb because he actually doesn't know what's going on. Right. But he's like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, he's super confused. He's asking her and pressuring her for what's going on. She's now crying. This is like a oh horrible, horrible phone call. She's saying that this was a, he's trying to convince her this isn't a, a cruel joke. Um, and is asking her if he dialed the correct number. He basically is like, hey, like. I'm sorry, I didn't, this isn't a thing. Am I even yeah. calling the right number? Like, what's the what's the problem? What's wrong? And she then confesses kind of like, like, yeah, I'll tell you what's wrong kind of thing. And like, she confesses to him that, her, that that's her husband and her husband's been dead for two years. So it couldn't wow. possibly have been him that gave Terry Savalas the ride. So Savalas, not believing this woman on the phone, thinking like, maybe I got the wrong number or maybe I got a neighbor yeah. or something weird. Takes that goes to the address. He shows up to the house. Really? Yes. He goes to the house, and uh, and uh, she opens the door, and he convinces her. And at this point, he's like been on a little bit, or no, it's been a couple of weeks, so he hasn't been on a. He's been kind of on TV, but not like a ton. Um, he goes to the front door. He shows the woman his ID. He shows her what I'm assuming is essentially a SAG card. The uh, the book audio says it's his actor id card <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yeah maybe I, that's got to be sag i guess so yeah. it shows her a sag card and for people that don't know what sag is it's um 
actually actors guild the the studio actors screen guild? Act, screen, screen actors, actors guild. guild and so it's yeah. this id card that basically you pay into uh yearly and it gives you like benefits and they make sure that nobody's taking advantage of you um yeah obviously uh yeah just leave it at that so <laughs> <laughs> um and he manages to convince her that he is who he says he is like yeah i'm actually this guy you might have heard of me uh yeah i swear to god i'm not pulling a prank like this is this is here's the note here's this here's my information like you got it all lady and so she finally gets convinced that he's not um trying to pull one over on her and yeah. uh she invites him in her house or her and her hus- old like late husband's house and shows Savalis a photo of her husband who's dead. And it is the same Dang. damn guy that was driving him. Like, same formal attire, same pencil-thin mustache, and then... I mean, what would you even feel in that moment? You're in the middle of such a, like, quintessential yeah. ghost story. Yeah. And, yeah, and Savalis... Well, so... Savalas says both within this book and also the part two that I'm going to talk about in a second, how it messed him up really bad for many, many years. Um, So it's the same exact guy all the way down to the same tux, like same clothes, all of it. And so then that's when the story goes hard south because that's when the wife starts telling Savalas about what went down with her husband's death. Wow. So apparently in February of 1954, her husband had been returning from a high school reunion party around 3 a.m. in that same area, dressed exactly in the same man- same manner that Savalas saw him in and that the picture that he was in. Her husband and his Cadillac got caught in a horrible crash at the same crossroads about a half a mile from the gas station, which is the same gas station where the man actually dropped off Savalas so that he could get gas for his car. Hmm. And the accident was brutal. So apparently, Harry's Cadillac skidded into a truck. The truck driver managed to survive relatively unharmed and actually exited his truck in an attempt to get Harry freed from his wreck because his wreck started on fire. Oh, wow. The truck driver couldn't get him out of the car because his legs were jammed underneath the dashboard or something. So the truck driver then tries to, so this thing's on fire, and the truck driver then tries to get a fire extinguisher from the cab of his truck, but the fire extinguisher is either too old or it's jammed up or the man's panicking or whatever the case may be, but the fire extinguisher does not work. So Harry is now screaming because he's being burned alive, and the truck driver is either in shock or is panicking or and he says later he's trying to keep the man from suffering too much and he starts punching Harry in the face in an attempt to knock him out so that he doesn't feel himself burning to death. Whoa. Wow. So uh, he apparently manages to get Harry unconscious and when he's questioned later, it comes out that he says... I did that in order to keep him from suffering. And it's probably yeah. all those things. Like the truck driver is probably panicked, freaking out. Like, you know, that's, whoa, like too much, yeah. you know, and he probably, you know, who knows? But that's what he said is he said, I didn't want him to suffer uh, feeling like he was burning to death. So 
I, yeah. I started, I wanted oh to knock gosh. them out. Within seconds, the Cadillac becomes a fireball, is completely uh, engulfed in flames, and it's so bad that even the truck driver's face and hands get burned. So he wow. has to back up, and Harry, unfortunately, dies in his wreck. Up until his own death in 1994, Savalas was haunted by the memory of that night, and he adamantly refused to travel anywhere near that area of Long Island where he had gotten a lift from that ghost. So, any questions before we get into round two? No, I I was wondering where it was going. I figured it was some kind of large Marge scenario, but I didn't think it would have, like, that hard proof of going to visit the wife and seeing a photo of the man and learning the full story of his death. Yes. That's so layered. That is super unique to these types of stories. However, I don't know how truthful that is and i'll tell you why so this because is because you, you do you think savalas like kind of fabricated stuff over the years i don't know if it's him or the author because okay. here's part two so savalas actually shows up on a show a television show called the extraordinary or the extraordinary however you want to say it tomato tomato yeah um Yeah, I Googled it when you started talking about him, and I saw that, but I didn't look at it. I saw his interview. So he comes on the show to share this ghost story that he says happened to him. Um, You can actually still watch it on YouTube. This is the video Mm -hmm. that I told you. Like, I got to put this video up anyway. For sure. So make sure and send me your link. There are some significant discrepancies between the article or story in the book Versus what Savalas talks about on the television show. And so I listed hmm. them all out. So here's here they are in like somewhat of and an And quick order. question. When was this appearance and when was the book written? Like versus when was the book written? I can look up the book and I'll tell you. Um, oh my God. Not that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It says originally published December 21st of 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. More huh. by the author. I'm just well, like, that's just it. interesting because you'd think they would have based this probably on the appearance on that TV show. But you're about to point yeah. out the discrepancies between the two. Huh. It's very, that's really odd. Okay, so yeah, I mean, at least yeah. that's what that's what Strange Mysteries Google overview is giving me is that it was originally published December 21st of 2013. So I am surprised that yeah. he didn't go off of the television show. Because, yeah, there's yeah. there's some significant discrepancies between the television show story and this one. Um, and also, this book, the cover of the book is just, it's not a good look, man. It's Hitler. It's a picture of Hitler in, like, a black robe with a pointed hat. Ca- okay. Carrying, uh, and a swastika holding it onto him. Carrying oh, the um, dear, carrying the uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, the lance, the oh, the thing that stabbed the side. We actually talked to Brad Meltzer about it. The lance of oh, the thing yeah, that stabbed the side about... of Christ. What's it? Right? What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it oh, called? Um, that everybody, anybody that owns it can rule the world. I know. We talked about that. It was spear called of the uh, the spear of destiny. That's what it's called. Yeah. So yeah, if you um if you are sensitive to certain subject matters, 
visually, I guess, don't look at the cover of this book because it's a, it's a little creepy. It's a little weird. But the content yeah. inside is very, it's, it's actually kind of a fun read. And the reason I think that Hitler mm-hmm. is on the cover is because they actually talk about whether or not Hitler was a black magician because of his occult right, ties right. and all that stuff. So I think right. that's the angle they're going for, but um, it's just a yeah, good hopefully. look. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a good look. Anyway, so here's the differences between um, the television show and Terry or Telly Savalas's direct, you know, telling of what happened to him versus this, you know, other iteration that was in this book. Yeah. So Telly mentions in his story that he's coming back from a date and not hanging out with his cousin. Like, doesn't really matter, but, you know, just listing them all. Uh, sure. He does not mention at all stopping off for directions at the all night diner in the television okay. show. Now I take that as it could have gotten edited out for time because it's not really that well, yeah. important to the story, but yeah. it makes for a good reading, you know, to build up momentum for a written story. So, okay, yeah. I'll give that one a pass that they maybe edited that out. Telly mentions that the ghost who in the book is named Harry is actually in a white suit, not a tux. Huh. Um, he says that the man is actually offers to lend him a dollar. So so it's not uh, like Savalas doesn't think, oh, I should pay this guy because he's been so nice. It's that he goes to get money in order to pay for his gas and realizes he doesn't have his wallet with him. And so the ghost man that's driving offers to give <laughs> the dude Savalas a dollar. And yeah. uh, so that's when Savalas gets embarrassed and and is like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um and then he actually takes Savalas to the gas station, waits for him to get a can of gas, and then drives him back to his abandoned car. So he doesn't just oh, wow. drop him off and then suddenly disappear. He actually like goes through the motions of like taking him there, bringing him back to his car, ha- helping him jump his car back to life, and like watching him drive away. Right? Yeah. So it's not as like spooky as in the book. Which basically yeah. says, oh, all of a sudden this mysterious Cadillac shows up behind him, hardly making totally. any noise, and then uh, drops him off at the gas station and disappears. Mm-hmm. Savalas says that the man gave him the note with the address and phone number on it so that Savalas could send him the money, not that he mm-hmm. took it upon himself to write the information down. Uh, mm-hmm. When Savalas calls the number, instead of the wife immediately answering the phone and her being at home, it's actually a place called Jimmy's Bar that answers. Um, There is, the connection here is that uh, Savalas says that the man that he's asking for is actually named Mr. James Cullen, not Mr. Harry Agnes. So the name's completely different. So he's asking for a James Cullen. Eventually, at Jimmy's Bar, a woman does get on the phone who says she is james slash harry's wife from jimmy's bar and that she does say uh like what the hell is this comes some kind of joke and gets really uh Mm. you know upset with him over the phone because her husband died and that it was like two years since he passed away so all of that somewhat tracks like the heart of the story is okay correct she does meet up with him um, but not at her house. Like he doesn't drive to the address and find her at her home and like come inside and all that stuff. She actually meets him. She comes out of Boston and she actually meets up with him somewhere in New York. So 
There is no like home visit happening, although they do meet up. And when she meets up with him, she brings with her a picture of her husband, James, uh, slash Harry. I'm only doing that so we don't lose track of people. Uh, She does bring with her a picture of her late husband and um, like proof of his handwriting. And uh, apparently he in the the in the picture the picture is different it's like from when he was i think in the army or something like that it's not him in any of his formal attire and that hmm. she says the reason that uh, there was a that Savalas saw the white suit was because that was the clothing that he was buried in not because like the whole oh. coming back from a party in an, as part of a reunion that whole thing is not the case i guess like it's like it's it's only interesting. The book. So far, none of the discrepancies like lessen the impact of the story. They just it's make really it weird, different. But they're it's not like they removed. I was I thought you were gonna say he never met the wife. He never saw the photo. That he just found out over the phone that guy died. But he yeah. doesn't really know if it was the guy that drove him. But the fact that even in his version, he still met up with her, saw a photo. She told him about the white suit. That's all still really fucking banger yeah and the thing in my opinion is like i don't know why you would drift away from savalas's original telling because it because it is so unique in the sense that it's in its own mundaneness it's that makes it more believable yeah because it becomes more believable and it becomes less of an urban myth which is what these typical like hitchhiking ghosts are like, yeah, totally. You know, so it's like, it's weird the facts they decided to change. Like, what was the mm-hmm. point of changing the name? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> Savalas and this guy's wife do meet up. She brings this picture, which is not him in his formal attire. It's just like a picture of him and everyday stuff. It has his name written on the bottom of it. And it's in the bottom of the thing. It's his, he's actually called Jimmy, even though his name's James. So Jimmy's bar is probably mm-hmm. like his old bar. And that, um, but that the signatures, the handwriting matches perfectly. Savalas says it it looks exactly like the dude that helped him get to where he needed to go for gas and help him with his car. Like he did talk to the wife. She did meet up with him. Like all of that tracks. Yeah. So then, um, so then let me me find my spot. Sorry. I've got all of these notes all over the place because I got so obsessed with these differences. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do when when I watch a movie based on a real story. My favorite thing is to look up the facts yeah. versus fiction. And the facts are always so much better than the actual fiction. I know. I know. Always. Yeah. So um so yeah, everything tracks with this story as far as like the scare factor, this ghost, like what he saw, he actually thinks he saw and this that and the other thing. So Savalas yeah. mentions that the, this is so this is where the voice part comes into play this is why i was doing it earlier okay. is that if you watch the video they mimic that sound of the voice and then savalas hmm. goes into detail as to why the high-pitched voice really seemed odd to him which they don't bother really going into in the book and he says that he has a high he mentions the high voice to the wife because he goes on to explain to her like this is the dude i saw it looks exactly like him like this, that, and the other thing. And then he says, yeah, like everything down to the high-pitched voice. And she's like, what are you talking about? He doesn't have a high-pitched voice. And he's like, yeah, I distinctly heard a high-pitched, it, like it was so high-pitched it was weird. And she's like, no, he had a really deep voice like you do because Savalas has a deep voice. Well, apparently, yeah. after more questioning, 
Savalas realizes or is told by the wife that the that James slash Harry's voice is high because apparently James killed himself by shooting himself in the throat and like taking out his voice box. Wait, so in the in the telly Savalas video interview, it's not even a car crash that did it? There's no car crash. There's no high school reunion, no car crash, no nothing like that. It's that apparently in Savalas' video, the guy, the voice seemed really weird, and he found out from the wife that the guy committed suicide by shooting himself in the neck, and it hit his voice box, and that's why he has this high-pitched voice, right? Wow. So, yeah, super weird. So all that other stuff is, like, completely not part of Savalas' telling. Yeah. So then, so so that's kind of where the book ends, right? Like, this book yeah. story ends in the fact that, you know, Savalas realizes that he rode in the car with a ghost and he's, and he's creeped out and doesn't want to go back to Long Island ever again. In the show, there's a whole, like, follow-up part two to this story, a la Unsolved Mysteries update style. And it basically goes beyond where the book's ghost story ends, adding that Savalas then saw the man again on November 22nd of 1963 while he was playing golf with two of his friends here in California. Now, keep in mind, like, Savalas, when he first, even in Savalas' telling, this is happening in Manhattan, New York, and Long Island. Long Island, yeah. So he's in California now because he's made it big. He's working out here. He's living in Hollywood. He's living in L.A. He's out playing golf with two of his friends who he said are famous people from the deck. I've never heard of them, but it sounds like they're like, it's going to be like they're entertainers of some sort. This guy named Dennis James and Meryl Geeter. And they're playing at El Caballero Golf Course. So here in California. So the three of them are playing a couple things. They approach this one tee. And Telly hears that same creepy voice call out to him from like a hill in the distance. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's looking around and he sees the dude on this hill in the distance, Whoa. like yelling out his name, like Telly, Telly. And they can, they're far enough away that they can't quite get a good distinct look. And they can hear him yelling, but it's really kind of like just garbled enough kind of thing yeah and the man cries out to telly did you hear what happened in dallas and they're all like what the fuck and telly's like who it goes to his friends he's like do you guys see that guy and his friends are like yeah and they're like what did he say and he's like i'm not sure i think he said did you hear something about dallas and they're like i don't know whatever dude and so they continue they ignore the guy and i guess the guy like moves on or whatever They ignore him and continue playing and finish up their round of golf. And then they head to the clubhouse when they're done to go get some food. And in the clubhouse, there's a television that's airing like shows and stuff. And they're sitting there waiting for their food to come. And all of a sudden, the shows are interrupted by Walter Cronkite coming on and announcing that the president, who was JFK at the time, had just been shot in Dallas, Texas. Wow. And that... Telly. I don't even know what to make of that. Right? Like, what the fuck? This is so many weird, like, Yeah. What? So then that's why I was like, man, I've got the best fucking celebrity yeah. ghost story. And now, now we've started with it. <laughs> now where do we go from here? Oh, man. Well, to wrap it all up, because this is the end, is basically uh, Telly goes on in this video to say, like, um, 
it doesn't end with that one incident with this dude. He just doesn't want to go into any further explanation. And he always got really freaked out from that point on because this guy, whatever this thing was that was yelling his name and that he ran into back in Long Island, yeah. uh, knew about JFK's death an entire like hour and a half before the news broke the story to the public. So he's just like, wow. and then he goes on to say things in the video like, um, it doesn't stop there, but I'm not going to share those stories kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the end. Wow. I love the idea. Well, first of all, it's it'd be interesting to me if if this were just a story Telly Savalas made up, just to have a good chat show story. Right? Because I like the idea that back then celebrities weren't afraid to look that eccentric. I could see him just toting this story around to the talk shows and loving to tell it. Oh, man, but I also if you believe... see Telly Savalas, even in this video, you're like, that man gives absolutely no fucks. Like, he does totally. not care. And I totally. am kind of all about him right now. <laughs> yeah. But on top of that, I do believe that there's truth to the story. And uh, also, when I looked it up as you were talking, a lot of people referred to it as his Good Samaritan ghost story. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of a Tales from the Crypt episode or something. It'd be great, especially hearing that he was visited by the ghost multiple times. You call it the Good Samaritan, and he met him at this uh, first the night that he needed a ride because of his car breaking down. But then it came back multiple times in his life. I think that's a super cool idea. Yeah. But I'm going to watch that video. That is, that is an amazing story. And now I know I can't. Next week, I can't just do like Bobby Brown's no, man. ghost story. I have no, to find you one have that's to fucking better. Bring it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is on. I consider this yeah. a competition at this point. Because that is, I know. I'm also claiming the Joan Rivers story right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've thrown down the Telly Savalas gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, um, I did. Really bad. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I also do love a good hitchhiking ghost story mm -hmm. or, you know, Ghost on the road. Hitchhiking, ghost know. on the road, lady crossing the street to go disappear into the graveyard. Yeah. All that shit is like so, so and so has been dead for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They never, they couldn't have been the one that gave you the ride. Love that stuff. Yeah. Love it. Holy crap. Yeah. So well, have what, it. What, well, what's our, what's our celebrity ghost story month called? Is there a funny title for Shit, it I uh, no i wasn't prepared for that i couldn't really think of I anything know. and we can't use celebrity ghost stories because that's actually the name of a television show i know and it, but it, it would have to be oh, an alliteration man. you know i was gonna try and come up with something that was like cbd but it, it well but like c g <laughs> s is dumb. why don't we have we could have our listeners suggest titles because I like one that's Mary Murdered Mistress Month. Yeah. So if there's anything that's like alliteration is our pal. Alliteration is is our is our way. Uh, so if anybody listening has an idea of what we should call Celebrity Hauntings Month, uh, let us know. Yeah. Oh. That was great. So I was gonna say, well, last week when we took off because we both needed a break. I yeah. promised everybody we were going to do um, listener stories, but I know you got to run. And honestly, I, I, I'm begging our listeners right now, please don't be mad. I'll make sure you <laughs> yeah. do it. Fingers crossed. Next week, totally. Bowser's got to go. And I also, yeah. I mean, come on, I gave you a really good story today. So, oh, and I did a lot totally. of research on this one. So, like, give me a pass on this, guys. <laughs> please. Totally. I'll, I'll make up with it. I promise. I mean, I'm sure we'll have another all day listener story too, but we'll, we'll yeah. bring up. I want Onyx to be reading. Um, so there's, the, I'm totally. going to just tell the audience what I would like Onyx to do so that they pressure <laughs> yeah, you yeah. At, to pressure Onyx. 
I would yeah. love to have a new Onyx sung style theme song for our podcast for 2021. I would love that too. We've yeah. made it a full year. We've made it through a pandemic so far. Yep. And I would love to uh, celebrate that and celebrate the newness of, of 2021 totally. with a really cool Onyx song. But well, also, let me look. I, I need to find a... Uh, a free metal riff yeah. and that I can sing over. Okay, cool. And then I want to, yeah. um, I don't know, we can, we can work the crow in there somehow. And then I also, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And I also want Onyx to read some people's listener stories, uh, especially yeah. since I dropped the ball multiple times on that this mm-hmm. week, but did bring you a really good first dip into the celebrity yeah. ghost pool. Maybe that's what it is. Dip into yes, the celebrity ghost pool month. I don't know. The ghost oh, pool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes me yeah. think of the beginning of Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, it was making me think of um, of Poltergeist when she falls into the pool with the skeletons. Yeah. I would like, actually, before we do our outro, I would like you to praise me one more time about how good that was. That was a great was. celebrity ghost story to Thank launch you. our celebrity ghost take a dip in the pool month or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. Month. Yeah. All right. Absolutely fantastic. All right. This has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser, and you've been listening to The Untold Hour. Bye. Bye. Untoldians, that is it for this episode of The Untold Hour. Thank you for joining us on this weird and wild ride into the bazaar. If you are interested in sharing your own story of the weird, send us your listener stories to theuntoldhourpod at gmail.com. Come join the Untold Hour Convo over on my Discord server and our Facebook group. And you can follow us on our socials, Instagram at The Untold Hour and at Untold Hour Pod on Twitter. A, podca- <clears throat> A podcast network.